podcast. Hosted by Gondi, chatting randomly to radio people about radio. Let's do it. Jack Lawrence, welcome to the podcast. Gondi, thank you for having me, mate. Anchor of the Husey and Kate show. Let yes. Me just, let me just have a look at your Instagram bio. This is what <laughs> I judge people, not judge people on, but it, oh God. it's kind of like the uh, the business card to the world. I don't it? even know what I've put myself, actually. So let's have a look. Probably saying wanky. Jack Lawrence, here we go, Instagram bio. Mm. Anchor of the Husey and Kate show across Australia. That's correct. Fox FM, yep. Today FM, yep. Hit 105, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, there's a few of them. I can't name them all. Can't put them all on there, so you just go on the big dogs. Mm. Uh, freelance writer and occasional comic. Web series, please rewind, coming soon. Yes. So that is you. That, that is, is me. That yeah. is you. In a nutshell. In an Instagram nutshell, mm. that is you. Yeah. So where would you like to start? Oh, God, Gordy, I don't know, man. It's um, 13 years doing this radio thing, so. 13. And look at me. Look at me, mate. Look at me. <laughs> mate, you don't look a day over 57. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I feel it. How old are you? Uh, 33 as of like four days ago. Uh, I actually said to my wife the other day, I was like, oh, 33. Because I look at people of uh, 33 you know, and younger and, you know, they're, they're doing some lofty things and I'm going, fuck, I've got to watch my spirit swearing as well. No, my, you can my, swear. No, well, my wife is pulling me up on my swearing a lot lately. Will she listen to a, this? We just had a kid. Oh, yeah, she, well, I don't know, maybe. Okay. She doesn't listen to our radio show. Oh, she does actually sometimes. Maybe she should just tune in for the start of the break at the yeah. end of the break and then she'll <laughs> yeah, catch yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, she'll catch it. you on the show. Yeah, well, that's it. That's pretty much my job. Uh, well, let's talk about the anchoring of Husey and Cakes. We had a great moment at the Acras where yes. myself, who I've done the job that you currently do. Yeah, I've met you for the first time at uh, the last Acras just gone. Yeah. And at, Dansty as well. Yeah. Dan Anstey. So he did it prior to you. Yeah. And I, so I did it in 2012, but we had a moment at the Acras after a few drinks where we were like, if we just had Tim Blackwell and Ed Cavalier yeah, yeah. here. Matty we, Acton. Matty Acton as well, actually. Yeah. yeah. We would be the anchors of Husey and Kate <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. all together. We should do this group photo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, there's a lot of people that have gone through the, uh, the anchor role of, of that show. Yeah. Um, which is, um, is surprising for a show that actually, obviously those two have been together for Oh, fuck, like 18 years or something. Yeah. They've had Sash. There's their EP for that entire time, which is just unheard of. Um, well, I guess they work so well together. I think when you find that person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why change it if you don't have to? Yeah, so, exactly. But I guess the anchor comes and goes because I, I feel like they're a great learning ground and they're, oh, I know so I love, I'm a fan of the show. I was before I started working on it. I think yeah. they're one of the great shows. Yeah. Uh, but you sort of come through and you're, you learn what you need to learn from the guys. And mm. I guess a lot of the people that have done that role that you do right now kind of want to do what they're doing. Mm. So they then move on and, and get a job trying to do what they do, I guess. Mm. Is that the same for you? Oh, it's a bit different for me, I think, mate, because um, I came into this job after having been made redundant from radio. So, yeah, I got I got the arse um, and, um, from this company, funnily enough. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I've been working for SDA for seven years. Um, doing what? What were you doing? So I started, so before SCA, I was doing the country thing. I was at Triple Z FM in Lismore. Um, and I was there for about a year and then I moved to, um, all thanks to Carl Sandlands then funnily enough, I moved to, um, CFM on the Gold Coast. How did he play a part in that? Well, because I was, so I was at Triple Z FM in Lismore and literally as soon as I got, I was so stoked to have a paid full time cause I was doing community radio before that, but I was so stoked to have a full time radio job in, uh, in just doing radio and getting paid for it. I was so excited for it. Um, but then I got to Lismore and no offense to Lismore. 
but fuck me, I wanted to get out. <laughs> so I, uh, so I, I was there for the 12 months I was there. Um, like I lived in a house with um, Jess Hardy, who used to be on, was on Big Brother years ago. She's on the Central Coast now. Yeah, yeah. So afternoons at Star. Yeah, great. Or so, mornings. Or so we used to live together and she was doing breakfast uh, at Triple ZFM in Lismore. And we made the place so uncomfortable for ourselves. Like there was no lounge. There was no, I didn't even have a bed. I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor. Like, so Why? Was, just to make it, I didn't want to become one of these people who just got, because there was other people um, that I knew of in country radio that may have had those lofty dreams to move on, but they got into the town, got comfortable, and then they just stayed. Right. And I'm like, you know, that might be fine for them, but fuck, I've got I've got lofty dreams. Like, I, I want to be in Cap City. I can't get stuck here. So I made it as uncomfortable for myself as possible. That's interesting. Did everything that you're not supposed to do when you go to the country, you know, you're supposed to move in and live and breathe the town and, you know, really. So did everything that I wasn't, was, supposed to, was not supposed to do. Uh, like, every weekend, I'd fuck off back up to the Gold Coast because that's where I was living with my family and my friends up there. So I um, made it super uncomfortable for myself. I literally, at that time, they had the old music magazine. What was the music magazine called? Do you remember what it's called? That, uh, M, M something? Yep. Something like that. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. In the back of that, though, they had listed, like, literally every email address for every PD and music director in the entire country. So for me, that was just like a phone book that I could just abuse. So I literally emailed every single one of those people in that book, my air check, every week. Once a week, religiously. Is this pre-internet times? Why'd you have to get those out of the, the magazine? I, I don't know. I, because I just knew nothing about radio. Right. Like I absolutely knew nothing. Okay. I, had, I had no idea how to get to these other stations. And my one goal was to get back to the Gold Coast and be doing on airs, uh, on air at the Gold Coast. That was my goal. That was my, I was blinkers on. I was aiming for that. Um, so, but I was just, I knew that I had to send out air checks and get better. So of all these people I sent air checks to, I think only three people got back to me. Um, DB or Derek Barguana, he, he, he was really good. He used to reply to me all the time. And for anyone that doesn't know, so DB's at Kiss in Sydney. Yes, yeah, so he's at Kiss in Sydney now. Worked very closely with the Kyle and Jackie O show for yeah, years. He was yeah. their producer, then their PD and that sort of stuff. And, and now at Kiss. Um, so yeah, so he was air checking me at the time. He was at two day. I'm pretty sure. Was he loving it? What was he saying? Uh, like he's, he, you know, it's a compliment sandwich or a shit sandwich. Like, you know, you, you get, oh, look, this is okay with this. And I listen back now and I hear some of my stuff. I'm like, oh my God. Oh yeah. What was I doing? Why was I even sending that to people? I so, do that with stuff from last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily I don't talk enough now to put an air check together. So it's not a problem. Um, so yeah, basically I would send out one at one at one. And I was getting to the point, I think it was about 12 months in and I was just, I was getting the shits. Um, I'd had a really bad response from Nova. Like a terrible fuck, like the worst email I've ever received. I, I still remember the email. I don't remember the guy who sent it to me, but I think he was the PD in Adelaide at the time. Okay. I think. Uh, and I just got a, I got an email back on my air check and it just said, uh, we here at Nova like real people. Um, you know. You were too slick. Yeah. Well, no, I, yeah, I think it was too robotic. He right. said, we like real human people. If you, you know, you'd probably be best suited to an stereo. Oh. So I was like, all right, fine. So I never emailed Nova again. And now Nova's gone super slick as well. Well, They've this is, yeah, exactly. Kind of it's it gone from sounds different to sounds like everyone. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, um, yeah, so they said they basically were no go. So I was like, okay, so Osterio, and because it was before Southern Cross Osterio was Southern Cross Osterio. So you had Macquarie yeah. and Osterio were two separate companies. So I focus on um, basically, I sent air checks to B105 as well. Um, who was the, the PD there at the time? God, I'm terrible with names. Can't um, tell. 
<laughs> so bad. <laughs> people just say, no, you're just a, a dickhead because you can't be bothered to learn people's names. I know I really am bad. Uh, but anyway, I sent it. I had a uh, PD in um, uh, B105 who was responding to my stuff. It wasn't Mickey Ma, was it? No, no, not uh, Mickey. No, I had nothing to do. I didn't, uh, the first time I literally I spoke to Mickey Ma, I think was probably about three months ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'd never met Mickey or spoken to him He's here this morning. He's two doors down yeah, from yeah, us right no, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, really nice guy, but yeah. I've ne- just never spoken to him. Um, so anyway, so basically I was getting the shit. So I was like, I need out of this town. I want to go back to the Gold Coast. So I was like, I've sent everyone I can think of my air check. And I thought, you know what? Carl had just started on um, Australian Idol. Yep. Uh, so obviously he was becoming a bigger name in the country. So I thought, you know what? I know that. Everyone in, in Austereo's email finishes the same way. So I reckon if I just put carl.sandlands at, I, I reckon it'll work. So anyway, so I sent an email just going, whatever, I may as well give it a go. Send him and say, hey, Carl, basically I want to do this. Um, would you have a listen to my air check? Love it. Literally within, I'm not joking, five minutes later, my email pings and it just says Carl Sandlands at the top. And I... I, tend, I I shit myself. I was like, you are kidding me. I'm surprised he even checks his email. Oh, no. Well, this is before he became, you know, I think I don't, he wasn't quite as massive. I think he just moved into breakfast, maybe. Yeah, right. Uh, and so I read it and just said, mate, happy to listen to your stuff. Send it through. Not a drama. Anyway, sent through my stuff. So excited. That's it. I've made it. I'm, I'm going to the big time. Carl Sandlins is going to help me out here. <laughs> and I never heard back from him. The Kyle and Jack show. Yeah, I'd never heard back from him. I, like, I, I was like, it, I, but then I kept sending me air checks. I was just being a pain in the ass and sending me air checks again on my list. He was now added once a week, sending you through. And eventually he got back to me. I got in, got in one day to work and saw Carl Sandlins again. Oh my God, Carl, he's emailing me. Yep. Uh, and he said, mate, send your air check off to a few people I know. Good luck with it all. Blah, blah, blah. Basically, I think it was a, please don't send me any more of your shit. I don't want to hear <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, and then a couple of days later, I got a, uh, a, um, email through, sorry, Ed Cavalish is outside distracting us. <laughs> I got to come in if you want to. Yeah, the absolutely. Podcast. Join the podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So then I got a phone call from a guy called Brian Ford. Uh, yeah, so, I know, yep. yeah, I know so Brian. Forties. Um, yep. for people who don't know, Brian Ford like started B105 and he's, he's just, you know, radio guru. And he just said, what do you want to do? Carl sent me your stuff. Where do you want to go? And I said, I want to go to the Gold Coast. Long story short, put long story short, put me in touch with someone, and I left um, Triple Z FM in Lismore to take a part time job at CFM on the Gold Coast. How so, crazy that just persistently emailing yeah. Kyle Sanderlands has led to this. Yeah, exactly to to being back on the Gold Coast, and I was just basically a floater. I was doing midnight till dawns for ages, um, which is the midnight till six p six a.m. shift. Um, for a while. How'd you go with nights like that, the overnight stuff? Mate, I was just loving it. I was just yeah. so, so excited to be, what I didn't like was I couldn't say 90.9 CFM, which is really sad, right. but I just wanted to be able to say it's 90.9 CFM, but because that midnight to dawn shift was actually networked to the whole of the regional stations, you, you couldn't say that. Right. Um, so, um, but still, I was stoked, mate. Like, you know, it was, it was amazing. So, how, how long do you reckon you could do that for? Because I know Tom and Ollie are doing it now. And yeah, it's brutal. And I think, how long can you do that it's for? Brutal. That's well, I was doing tough. it on my own as well. Like, I think oh. if you've got other people with you, you sort of, you know, yeah. you're in the trenches together. But I was just myself, by myself on my own. How long to the, sh- to the gloss wore off? Oh... Probably maybe a, maybe a month. A month. But then they started putting me on – I remember they put me on my first weekend shift and I was just like, this is brilliant. I'm yeah. loving this. Because <laughs> I went to school on the Gold Coast and it was completely ego-driven. Yeah. I'm like, I want all the people who heard, you know, went to school with, hear me on the radio, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I floated there for, for quite a while um, and then uh, I 
Join the uh, the bench warmers, Ant and Bex. Yep, Ant and Bex. So I've had them Bex on the podcast soon, actually. Bex yeah. is, I've known Bex for yeah over ten years. Yeah, absolute champion of a bloke. Um, and um, yeah, so they were doing a show together, and then Ant wanted to move to Melbourne. Um, and obviously Bex wanted to stay on the Gold Coast, so they they needed someone to to push the buttons because Bex didn't push the buttons. Um, so yeah, so I jumped in um, to push the buttons as silent button pusher Jack. Um, our PD at the time was like Jack is under no circumstances allowed to talk. <laughs> and I'm like, this is really doing wonders for my ego and for my self-esteem. You are the non-cackling Jack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't even cackle. Don't like, cackle. Yeah, just say nothing. You're not even in the room. And it was like, I was just so, I was like, okay. But then the funny thing was Ant Bex loved that because it gave them a reason then to to be naughty on air. And right. just like, Jack, because every time I'd open my mouth in uh, at work, they, you know, found whatever I said funny and they'd be like, right, we're going to get you on this afternoon. And they, you know, make a point of saying, the boss has told us that Jack's not allowed to turn his microphone on, but Jack, turn your microphone yeah. on. So, yes, I did that for them with them for a while. Did um, you get to move with them when they went from there to Sydney? No, we'll see what happens. They moved to Sydney and Beck said to me, look, we'd really like you to come with us. And at that point I was like, you know what? I really want to do my own thing. Um, I, I've really enjoyed, I love, I, I think still to this day, apart from the show I'm doing now, and I'm not just saying it because I'm on the show that I'm on now, it's the most fun I've ever had in radio. Um, I really enjoyed my time there because the boys let me be creative and, and have fun. And we did a lot of story arcs around stuff that was going on in my life. Uh, and I loved it. And then they said they're moving to Sydney. And I was like, oh, I had to make the decision at the time. I had a, a, a serious girlfriend at the time. Uh, and, you know, I was just umming and ahhing. I was like, do I go? Do I stay? And I was like, if I go, I'm always going to be that silent button pusher. Um, and I might not get the chance to do my own thing. So I decided to stay. Um, and then I ended up producing the next boys who came in to do that drive show. Who was that? So that was Adam and Joe. Never heard of that. Yeah. Well, it was very short lived because obviously then the merger happened and right. then Hamish Nandy basically got piped through the Gold Coast. Oh, basically. That so. is a travesty. Adam and Joe booted for Mate, Hamish Nandy. And again, we had, I was, I've been very, very lucky in teams that I've ended up working with. Yeah. I've worked with some really great people and Adam and Joe, um, f- both phenomenal blokes and very, very talented. Um, but yeah, they got, um, they got the ass because of the, the merger. Uh, and then luckily, um, big K, the big kahuna, the big kahuna, used to do nights, but then moved to days. Um, he basically was taking on so much work at the radio station. He couldn't do his day shift anymore. And I ended up, I, I was filling in for him every time he wasn't doing his day shift. And eventually I got that shift. And did you feel like that was it? You, oh, made ma- it? I made it. That's what you'd been working that, towards, that right? Had been, I, I mean, I used to call big K when I, cause I used to be a sales rep um, before radio and I used to call big K and put on accents and stuff like that. And to be taking over from the big K and doing his shift was like, Oh my God, like, I've made it. Cause big K was such a massive name on the Gold Coast. You know, again, ego building. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh look out. You know, I'm going to be the king of the Gold Coast. The big Jay's in yeah, town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big Jay's yeah. here on the Goldie. Yeah. So, um, was it everything you realize when sometimes when you work to a certain point yeah. and you're trying to get somewhere and then you get there, yeah. you realize it's good. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. But it's not the lofty heights oh, that you exactly. kind of hundred percent. And it didn't, it doesn't bring the happiness hundred percent that you thought it was going to bring, like, especially. Yeah. Especially 
when it's ego driven. Oh, a hundred percent. And even worse when it's money driven. Right. We'll get to that later. Uh, okay. <laughs> but yes. Good hook from Jack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll Give get... us the time. What's yeah, the time? Yeah, exactly. I don't do the time. Oh, you don't on do the drive oh, show. You no. don't do the time. Don't do the time or the weather or the temp. Damn, I was the time and yeah, the temp time guy. Temp. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so you're just the name. Yeah. The name. Yeah, it's just Shizzy and Kate, 13, 10, 60. Give oh, us a call. That, the number. Yeah. The number. Yeah. No, actually, they're getting better. Let me talk a bit more these days. But again, we'll get to that. Well, I'll get to how I used to try and get content into their show very soon. I used to plant a little seed with Husey. Sneaky ways of doing it. I go, oh, Husey, you wouldn't believe this. Plant it. <laughs> wait for it to grow, and then the next thing I'm on the air, yeah, exactly. and I'm like, here we go. I planted that oh, seed. Oh, there's sneaky ways us little uh, <laughs> our, uh, us number boys get on the air. Yes, um, but yeah. So as you said, like I got that shift, and I was like, fuck, what now? Like because this is what I I've been aiming for, and I've been pushing and been working so hard for. Like I was driven to get here, and I was like, okay, now I'm here. Big K was like pulling 20 shares. Like he was just the man during the day, and I was like, okay. Uh, and of course, when he left. My share just plummeted um, in, in the... Um, uh, that ra- quick? Pretty much, because yeah. he was just so big. Like, you know, it's like any change on radio. People are like, oh, this is shit. Um, so, yeah, so it, it, it dropped and, and I, I, that shift went from being number one to number two. So I was like, okay, so my new goal, I want to win, a, I want to win an Accra. Uh, Did that ever come to fruition? You got two. Got two of them, mate. Oh, well, got two of them. Ah, Jack, yeah, well thank done. you. Take well a bow. Well Take a bow. What are they for? Uh, best on air personality. Great. Best music personality. That was base where. Uh, Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Yeah, 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 yeah. After the big K leaves. So after the big K leaves, um, I got. Uh, so I've been nominated for three and won two. So best, I went. I went for best newcomer. Didn't get that. I was devastated because it was my first Acres as well. I was so devastated. Yeah. Then probably uh, went to some big name person. It always does. Well, yeah, yeah. Those the, the celebrities that Every come on there. Celebrity Win that's been straight on. Away. Yeah, they go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to that person. Yeah, yeah. he's famous. Will he Anderson won at the year I was best newcomer. Yeah, right. Oh, how am I competing <laughs> exactly. with Will Anderson? Yeah, if there's anyone like that in your shift <laughs> and you're going for best newcomer, yeah. I tell you what, now just pull out. <laughs> Don't even bother. He's only done Triple J breakfast <laughs> for ten years, <laughs> yeah, 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 and then yeah, there's me. Genuinely, one year in the radio going up against Will Anderson. I was like, oh, I'll let that one slide. Yeah, so that's tough. I lost out on that. Devastated first I was like, that's it. Screwed. Uh, and then I went for best uh, music personality in 2011, uh, and and I won, and I thought that's it. Base where Goldie again? Go, yeah, that's, so that's Goldie. Yeah. Uh, so I won that, and I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm that's it. I'm done. I'm gonna be moving on. Cap City. I'm gonna have phone calls coming out of the wazoo. Phone didn't ring. Uh, actually, did. funny enough, phone did <laughs> ring once from Nova. Yeah. Uh, they got a, a phone call from a, a lady. Um, from Nova, and she said, oh, can you send us your stuff? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> and they never heard back from him. A so. lady from Nova. You yeah. can't even remember She's her She's a name. PD, yeah. This is a long time ago. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. So, yeah, so PD, she called me and, yeah, never heard back. So that was it. And that um, was that. So then I won the Accra the following year again. Boom. Yeah, so two years in a row yeah. I won the Accra. Uh, again, thinking, that's it. Cap City, they're going to be on the phone for it twice now. There's no way I'm not going to get moved. Well, that does happen. It does happen to some people. Yeah. You know? Jess Farcioni won yeah, it. I listened to the podcast the other day. She won and she got moved. We've got moved on straight away. Yeah, not this man. Not, no, not, not me not over not here. <laughs> obviously, the people hiring weren't the people that were giving out the awards because uh, no go for Jack. Stay you, on the Gold Coast. Honestly, though, you would think winning three Acras, three Acras, right? Mm. Two Acras. 
nominated for three, one, two. Sorry, nominated for three and winning two Acras back-to-back, mm. best music personality. Mm. You would think that would be enough for people to start looking you at would, you. You would, Gondi, you would. But unfortunately, not the case. You know, yeah, you could, no. must be able to fill some sort of role somewhere. Okay, so. Yeah, well, I didn't make, I got, I got, I did get, look, I did get offers to go, uh, like I got offered to go to Cairns and do breakfast. Uh, I got offered to go, I think, Sunny Coast to do breakfast. Um, I did the Cardinal Sin and turned them down. Um, did you want to do content driven stuff or were you happy killing it at the I wasn't I don't think I knew what I wanted to do but what I didn't want to do was move. <laughs> and again, Cardinal Sin in radio, you know, cuz I cuz I'd I'd been in Lismore and I thought to me a year in Lismore was like 5 years in in country. And I was just like I've done a year in Lismore, I've come to the Gold Coast. For me in my mind the next step for me was something a bit bigger. Right? And I was just and because because I'd moved from the UK to Australia and I had no friends, and then I met a really great group of mates on the Gold Coast. I'm like, I can't start again. So why did you want to move? Why were you, after winning the two Acres, why were Look, you waiting I, mate, to... Uh... Brisbane, Melbourne, I'll move there. Right. But I don't want to move to Cairns. Cairns, yeah. Cairns is beautiful. Yeah. I was just an idiot, okay? Look, put it, looking back on myself now, I go, you were just a fool. Right. Um, because what I ended up doing was just pigeoning, pigeonholing myself, right. basically. I was a day jock, and that was it. If I'd moved... But if you're happy with that... If you're happy with that, then there's people that have made great careers out of that. Dangerous Dave on Triple M. Yeah, I mean, yes. Some people love it. And I was fine with that until I'd introduced Rihanna for the 400,000th time. Yeah. And I was just like, I cannot do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> and I actually, mate, I got to the point, I'm, I'm, I was started looking for other work. Um, but the trouble is, as most pe- people in radio, I have no other qualifications mm. other than radio. We're all fucked if we're yeah, leave. exactly, <laughs> mate. I started I started in radio when I was nine or maybe nineteen twenty, mm-hmm. and I was doing real estate, selling real estate. Um, so that my I literally I'd sold houses and and fridges for a living before that. And you were happy to go back to that if need be. No, I don't know if I was happy, but I was like, well, that's all I've got. So I can, I just need to get out of this because I can't do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, grass is always greener. It's, it's you know, simple fact that you sit there and you go, oh, I can't do this. Um, so anyway, a bit of time, I think a couple of years passed. And then one day my PD at the And you're time, miserable at this stage, obviously. Miserable, yeah. miserable. And which is terrible because I, was, I wasn't prepping my shift. Nah. I was just, man, I could do it with my eyes closed. People around you will sense it. Yeah. I've, I've worked with the people who have come to that point in their career. And it's fucked because so like, many people want that job. Yeah. And you're just, you know, doing it and you're not really putting any effort in. You wanted that job when you were exactly. in Lismore. I have to, I yeah. had to keep reminding myself. And, yeah. and my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, um, would say like, you know, this is all you've ever wanted. Like, you know, you've got it now. But it's like, you know, all you ever want is a million dollars. And then when you've got a million dollars, you want another million. You know, it's, it's never good enough. You know what that feels like, do you? No, I wish. <laughs> I sit opposite <laughs> a man who does. <laughs> Ask Husey. Hey, yeah, Husey, what yeah. is it? when you get a million? But I, said, I said to Husey the other day, because we played Mo Money, Mo Problems, I said, mate, is that true? And he goes, mate, very true. Very true. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> and not just Husey, Kate as well. Well, mate, they're yeah, both, they're both so, doing very well for themselves. And so they should, because they're very not? good at what they do. Why not? Um, but yeah, so basically, and then I got um, one day, my PD at the time, Andrew Very, came in and he's like, oh, look, um, Craig Bruce is in town uh, and they are looking for an anchor for the breakfast show in Adelaide. Um, would you be interested? And I went, mm-hmm. Who was on at the time? Do you know? So was it was Michael Beveridge. Yeah, Bevo. And... Ooh. Haley, Haley, Pearson. yes, yeah, Haley and Michael, and yeah. um, they just lost their anchor. So they said, oh, so Michael Beveridge and Haley go to Adelaide, anchor them. Spoke to we literally, my wife and I just we we were engaged, but I, we just bought a house. We were living it for three months, and I was like, oh, they want want us to go to Adelaide. Uh, I, and I spoke to Irene Hume, 
Yeah, I know. Rainy. Yeah, so, I used to work with Irene yeah. uh, in Sydney. Yeah, so Rainy was the PD at the time of, or CD, sorry, uh, CD at the time of Adelaide, uh, SAFM. And um, so we got chatting. Um, they told me how much it was paying. And I said, yeah, right, let's go. <laughs> it's like double what I was on. And I was like, you know what? Fuck, yeah, no, we've got to do that. And so this comes back to what you mentioned before. Yeah, money about driven. Moving for money. Moving so for where, money. what was the downfall there? Well, <laughs> mate, where do we start? So it wasn't the... It all started actually, funnily enough, in this room that we were in right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is weird because we're in a studio in Melbourne. Yeah, so we're in the we're on the Triple M level. This mm. is the area they use for podcasting. Yeah, so this is um, uh, yeah podcast studio. But when I first... because So basically what happened was they said, oh, look, you know, come to Adelaide. So I said, great. So it was going to be three months though apart away from my, uh, my fiancé. Mm. So she was staying for three months and then she was going to come and join me. And basically, so I went down and as soon as I arrived in Adelaide, uh, we were put in a hotel and like nothing was happening. I was like, this is weird. Um, you know, we were sort of hidden from everyone. And I was like, oh, that's, that's odd. I was hidden away. Anyways, Who, just you or the well, rest see, of the this, team? Well, this is the thing. I didn't know what was going on because I was, they were like, oh, you know, they put me in a, a hotel and I was in the hotel and they're like, oh, we'll, we'll let you know when we need you to come in. I was like, that's oh, weird. What do you mean? Top like, secret Yeah, stuff. yeah. I'm like, this is bizarre. So anyway, one day, um, Irene said, oh, I want you to come in tomorrow. Can you come in at like, you know, I think it was two o'clock in the afternoon or something. I'm like, mm, again, that's weird. Breakfast guys would have gone home by then. What's going on? Anyway, got in and there was another bloke sitting in this um, boardroom I'd never seen before. I'm like, oh, who's this guy? And he introduced him. So his name was Max. Oh, you um, remember his name? Yeah, yeah. Well, we worked together for a while. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so Max was in the room. It's a big fucking burly guy. Looked like he'd just come off a footy field. Uh, and, uh, and Irene walked in and she goes, right, so this conversation can't leave this room. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I love this. Uh, and she goes, so well, something big is about to happen. We are about to blow up SAFM and make it hit 107. Yeah. We're, we're rebranding, uh, the entire, the entire network is going to be rebranding to hit, but it's going to start in Adelaide first. We're trialing in Adelaide first. We're blowing up SAFM. Unfortunately, uh, Michael and Hayley won't be doing the breakfast show anymore. Uh, Jack, you're going to be a part of a brand new uh, breakfast show. Uh, and Max is going to be a producer. And my head's like are going to explode. <laughs> I'm like, I've been listening to fucking the, the, the breakfast show's podcast for the last you know month going, okay, they're trying to learn how they sort of communicate and all that stuff. Uh, no, it's not going to be them anymore. I wonder when that decision was made. Like when they, you were offered the job, you accepted yeah, they, the job. You think they you're knew? Going they already knew about it. I'm sure. Wow. Like, like um, but it was all this secret squirrel stuff because obviously they didn't want to get out that this was happening. Oh God, I, no other industry than radio can build this level oh, of like intensity. <laughs> like, like, what's going on? Lo- it's just I like love it. Drama. I'm like, fuck. So anyway, so I've got outside. I've walked out outside the station. The SA sound. I rang my wife. I was like, oh my God, this has just happened. Like, like blah, blah, blah. I don't know who I'm working with. I love that it does not leave the room. Yeah. Straight on the phone of the missus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the wife has to know what's going on. I think yeah. I called my mum as well. So anyway, so. You called Bevo. Bevo, yeah, got some yeah, news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Bevo, you <laughs> believe what's happening. Hey, Haley's not yeah, there yeah, with you, yeah, is she? Yeah, yeah. They're blowing put it me up. On, put me on speaker. <laughs> They're blowing it up. Yeah, yeah. You're gone, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I don't so, know what's happening. So I never even got to meet them. Like, I oh, never shit. met Michael. So, I've any, worked with Haley. She's lovely. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I never I never met either of them. I listened to their show and I thought it was a good show. She's so. on Nova Breakfast now with Dylan oh, so Lewis. Yeah, right. She's killing it. Bevo, on the other hand, still looking for a gig, I believe. Oh, mate, he doesn't need a gig, does he? I mean, he's just seems to make money 
doing nothing. Well, he does uh, social stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm good mates with Jabin, who's good mates with him. Yeah, I listened to your pod- podcast and you were talking to, about Michael. Oh, actually, no, who are you talking Dan about? Anstey Dan Anstey mentioned. Anstey, that's uh, right. so that was, you were talking about Michael. I haven't met Bevo, but uh, from all accounts I hear, he's a great dude. And, and he gets lots of mentions on this podcast. So. He does. <laughs> <laughs> For a guy I've never met, Bevo gets a lot of mentions. I've got to get him on. Yeah, absolutely. So, so You're so, taken yeah. over. You're taken so, over. So, yeah, so we're taken over. So I was like, right. So And then the next thing I get told is like, oh, we're, we're leaving Adelaide. Okay, we're going to Melbourne for two weeks, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna put this show together. I'm like, holy shit! Well, at least you're part of it. You're box seat. Well, well, yeah. So I mean, it was ex- it was very exciting. I was very excited about it and looking forward to it. Um, and then and they put us in a room, and then in walks um, Danny Polar. So Danny had been, I think, on the Central Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Danny Polo comes in. She'd um, done Big Brother, I think, years ago as well, but she was on the Central Coast and she'd come in. Uh, and then this young bloke by the name of Amos Gill walks in. Max, me and Rini in this room and we start, you know, just doing the whole typical thing of what's a, your show going to be and who's going to be what and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, oh, this is going to be big. So then the trouble was, though, we came into this room that we're in now and they made us do two weeks of proper breakfast. Like they made us get up at, you know, the, oh. the hours that we were getting up to and broadcast to no one, basically. Oh. It's brutal. And the other thing was we were using fucking Maestro. Oh. Have you ever used Maestro? Uh, I think so, yeah. Oh, mate, I'm, I'm one worst. of these people, once a new thing comes in, yeah. one, like when they want to bring Zetter in, I'm like, no, I love Maestro. And then as soon as I wanted Zetta, I've forgotten all about Maestro. Mate, but, I was next gen or through and through. I've been on next gen for seven years. So yeah. I, can, I, use that, I can do that program with Maestro. And I walk into this Maestro, I'm like, what is this shit? So I had to not only learn, because I never really anchored a breakfast show before, I'd filled in on breakfast on the Gold Coast every, you know, Christmas holidays or whatever, but I never anchored a, a thing and they're like, you know, we just want you to time temp man fucking, and they also wanted me to do the news as well. Oh. They had this idea of like, um, uh, like a, uh, yeah, just a, a news style, the project-esque. Right. So you're the thing. anchor. So I'm deliver the anchor, the... deliver the sort of, you know, news stabs. You're the Waleed Ali. <laughs> Absolutely. Just less educated. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I was like, okay, right, great. So I had to learn to this maestro program, which is a bitch of a program. Uh, I had to learn to anchor, read the news. I had Amos who'd done like two weeks of radio. Comedian. Comedian, yeah. young bloke, like 21, earning a shitload of money now. Danny Polo. Had they well. been given the gig at that stage then? Yeah, no, they had the gig. Oh, so, uh, all of us had the gig. Hang on. So it wasn't, even a, a, it wasn't a trial two weeks. Well, no, it was just like a, it was like a, a dummy run for two weeks. So we didn't, weren't going in just completely cold. Okay. So everyone had the gig. Had everyone, done, everyone had the gig. Any demos prior to this two weeks? I had done zero. Danny no. and Amos had worked together for a couple of weeks, I think, doing holiday because, okay, so that's no, it. No, my head's exploding because I'm like, <laughs> and we've got to launch not only a, a new breakfast show, but a brand new hit 107. We're yeah. blowing at SAFM, which has been around, I think, for the first FM radio stations. Yes. Like, and this is just nuts. Yeah, it, it is, but also exciting to be a part of. Very exciting. Because, you, know? you know, you don't, I mean, building an entire new brand, yeah. I mean, the part of a launch of a brand new brand was amazing. Uh, so anyway, so we did the two weeks and it was, you know, hard work. And Doing it to no one as well, I've got to say. It, it's it, When you're on the air. Apart from your PD who's sitting outside the glass staring oh, at you. It's like a live air oh, check. Mate, it was so stressful. But doing it to no one, it's just a dead studio mm. vibe. I don't know what it is about being on the air. It's essentially no different. No. But knowing that people are listening and knowing that if you if you fuck it up, you've just got to keep going. But when no one's listening, you're like, well, you know, I'll do, I'll do, let's do it again. Well, do it again. yeah, no, I mean, it didn't, I don't think it 
it felt because we had Irene sitting outside and Brian Ford. Yeah. Funnily, how these things work. He got me to the Gold Coast. Now he's sitting outside, staring at me, doing an anchor roll. Yeah. And doing doing it to those people listening made it feel like it was even it was worse than doing it live. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like you know, because you had your boss and you know the, this head honcho that everyone <laughs> you know listens to yeah. now listening to what you're doing. <laughs> That's stressful, mate. I, I, my nerves were just fucking shot. <laughs> Did you feel like it got better as the weeks, as the shows went on? It, yeah. Well, my maestro skills really didn't get that much better. Um, but when you fuck it up, are you just thinking, well, no one's hearing this other than those well, No, two. because uh, uh, because Rainey was like, mate, you've got to get this you've right. Got, okay. You cannot fuck yeah, this up. Because she was under a lot of pressure yeah. because like everyone's looking at Adelaide for this launch of this Hit 107, the Hit brand. So she's under a lot of pressure. So then we're under a lot of pressure because shit rolls downhill. Yeah. Uh, and so anyway, so we went to, to Adelaide and, and we, we started the show and, you know, and basically we did the show for about six, we were put into a brand new studio overlooking Adelaide. So it was just, it was honeymoon period. So everyone yeah. was happy, blah, blah, blah. But eventually the honeymoon period, it wears off and, you know, then everyone starts niggling on each other. Cause you know what it's like, you're waking up at that time of the morning, it's yeah. hard work, you're tired. We were having air checks every single day after the show with Brian and, and Irene and, you know, I, I it was just it would just get pulled apart, and it's like, no, this is wrong, this is wrong, you know, blah blah blah, and it was just a such a full on time. Um, it was just there was just so much pressure on everyone to get it right. Uh, it's funny how it's completely different if you're winning. Like if you're all oh, if you're all the number one show in Adelaide, you don't hear from your bosses. Everyone's, everyone's happy. happy. Yeah, you it's, know, it's great. You're prancing around, and yeah, mate. You know, I wouldn't now that working with the guys I'm working with, I wouldn't even really know what stress is to yeah. be honest. Um, but at this time, it was just so stressful, and and then eventually, Danny decided that she just couldn't do it anymore. It was just too much. Um, and this was about probably nine or 10 months into the breakfast show. She, she wanted, she was missing Perth. She was from Perth. She wanted to go home. That must've been, and I never met Danny either. I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I can't really comment, but, uh, you know, she's worked her way into that position Ooh. and she's thinking, yeah, this is, you know, this is where I've worked my way to. Yeah, and yeah, then 100%. 10 months in, it's all, the, the, the wheels are falling off. Yeah. Well, as you said, the shine, you know, you get there and it's what you've ever wanted and then you're there and you're going, oh my God, this is a lot more pressure than, than I'd imagined. Um, and I used to teach, I taught radio for a bit when I was in Melbourne here and I used to say to the guys I was teaching, look, don't hate your, the, your time in, in country markets when you yeah. get there, soak it up and enjoy it. Cause when you get to Cap City, it's fucking brutal. Yeah. Um, you work your way to that point and that's when it all really starts. Yeah. That's I when, yeah, 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 absolutely. So yeah. So she, she decided that she'd had enough. Max, our producer, uh, he then moved actually, no, before Danny had, um, decided she didn't want to do anymore. Max, our producer had moved to Sydney to EP the breakfast show of Sydney. Uh, and then, uh, Adrian Bryan, uh, AB came in to, um, produce the show basically and, and try and help, you know, save it. Who basically. came in when Danny left again? So, so no, so Danny hadn't left at this stage. Right. So Max had gone and then Danny was still with us. Uh, and AB came in, uh, and he was basically sent to try and save the show basically. Right. Um, which just, yeah, basically couldn't be done. Danny had had enough. She left. Uh, and then basically not that long after that, a few weeks after that, um, cause she, she said she was leaving. Yeah. So a few weeks after that, basically I was said, Oh, can you go and see James? Who was our, um, our boss of the station, the GM of the station. Um, can you go and see James? And I was told when I was funny thing was when I first started with the station, someone said to me, the only time you see someone in sitting in with James is when they're getting the ass. Ooh. 
And then I was told to go and sit in with James. I was like, well, this isn't good. <laughs> so I walked, I walked into Rainey's office and I said, oh, what's going on? She's like, oh, we'll just wait for James to get here. And I just looked at her, I said, this is bad, isn't it, Rainey? And she, she felt awful. And she's like, oh, let's just wait for James. Anyway, we sat down with James and basically they pretty much told me that my, jo- my job was no longer necessary um, because um, the producer was going to be basically the, um, the anchor. anchor of the show. Yeah. Or not, not the anchor, but he, she, the, the producer was going to become just the panelop. And the girl they brought in um, f- to replace Danny, she was going to anchor. Um, and basically, so my position was now redundant. You know, as that's going on the day before at 2 p.m. in the afternoon, they had those guys in a room. Oh, 100%. Probably yeah, yeah, no, mate, that, everyone would, would have known before me, I'd imagine. Probably telling them the same thing that you got told when you were coming in. But, yeah. Um, I've, I've been there. Uh, I've been there kind of, and I know how it feels. Mate, and my world crumbled. Yeah, you feel like that's the end, right? Uh, and it, that's, for me, it was. Yeah. It. Like, I, I literally went, I was just in shock, and I was just like, because I never thought this would happen to me. And there's no, you can't talk your way out of it. No. Like, you try and go, guys, I can do better. I can do this. And there's nothing. They've made the, the, the decision's been made. The next lot of people are in, and you just think, now, what am I going to do? I'm, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. I, I had to go downstairs, and, and I was like, oh, do I wait till I get home to tell my wife? And, and I was like, because then basically they said to me, look, I just, just go home if you want. I was like, yeah, I think I will. Tears? Um, any tears? There wasn't any tears. I think uh. I was because I was more shocked than anything. Uh, and so I, I rang my wife and I was like, oh, so I've been made redundant. And she was like, oh, fuck. Righto. So uh, I guess we're going home. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I guess so. I said, There's nothing for us here. Uh, and um, basically I had then had a chat with Craig Bruce. First time I'd ever spoken to Craig was, you know, about a week or two weeks after <clears throat> I'd been made redundant. Worst conversation I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Why? Oh, man, it was brutal. From him? From him, it was brutal. How did you guys get in contact? Did well, you, no, because he, he lives in he, well, he was living in Adelaide and he was there every now and then, but I'd never spoken to him. And this is probably, a lot of it's my fault because I don't put myself, like I never knocked on his door and said, hey, Craig, can we have a chat? And, you know, I never really put myself out there and, you know, I would never force myself on people. Where was he at this stage? What was he doing? Was He, he the was head the head of, con- head of content for of, the entire company. Right, okay. Um. So, So I was always a bit, terrified of him. Yeah. So I never really wanted to, to sort of put myself out there and say, you know, Hey Craig, look at me, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, can you help me? So anyway, so he was in town and someone was like, Oh, Craig wants to chat with you. I was like, okay, great. This no is worries. after you've this been, is after I've, been made, I've been made redundant already. But, right. And so Craig wants to chat with you. So we sat down in this glass room and he's sitting opposite me. And he's like, Oh, you know, um, <laughs> I'll never forget these words. Right. He said to me, he goes, mate, you tried the cap city thing. You did all right, but you'll look. You'll never be a superstar. Kick a man when he's dead. God, that does hurt. Oh my! Oh, this is brutal. It's like, you, mate, look. One day you will thank me. Yeah. And and at that time, I want one thing I want to do at the moment is reach over and punch <laughs> you in the face because I'm like, I've just lost my job. Yeah. I've moved my entire family here. Yeah. And he's like, you know, look, what do you see yourself doing? You know, do you see yourself as a content director? He said, because look, you know, I, I did uh, the anchor thing for a while and content directing was more for me. I said, look, Craig, yes, absolutely. I had those thoughts in mind. Yeah. Um, maybe not this early on in my career. Well, not early on in my career, but, you know, this young, I didn't think of it. Uh, and he's like, you know, maybe you think he's like, look, if you can prove to me that you're worth the time to work with, then, you know, I'll, I'll work with you. And mate, I was so angry. I was just so angry. And I, and I didn't, I just, I didn't say anything. Cause I was like, look, my, my dad has always said to me, never burn your bridges. Yeah. So I just, I smiled. I said, yep, no worries. Thank you. But I was 
fucking angry. I was so angry. Uh, and that clouded everything. I just, you know, I had, that was it then. I was just like so angry at SCA. I was angry at everyone. I, you know, I'd lost my job. I lost my career. I'd moved my wife here. She'd got a job and got herself settled in Adelaide. Uh, and I was just fuming and I was just like, okay, no worries, whatever. Uh, great. Thank you. Then, uh, I had to work out my four weeks after being made redundant. I, I had four week, still four weeks I had to work out. So they put me on days. Oh, really? Yeah. So, but I did 9am till four. Yeah. So I was doing that long days, long days for uh, four weeks. Yeah. But I gritted my teeth through the whole thing because my wife said to me, "Is like, you know, actually, no, it wasn't my wife. It was, a lot of people said to me, you know, why don't you just call in? You, I'd never had a sick day. They're like, why don't you just call in sick for a week? I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing I'm not leaving as that person. That's good. Um, so I said, so I worked the entire four weeks of doing days, uh, didn't take a sickie. Um, and literally, I think it was two days or three days before I left, I saw Craig in the kitchen. I've been trying to avoid him. Um, I saw Craig in the kitchen. He's like, oh, you know, how's things going? I thought, you know, (laughs) yeah, great. (laughs) And he's like, look, if I had a job for you, um, would you be interested? And I was still angry. Like, uh, and I'm, I was angry for a long time afterwards, but I was still, still, it was still raw. And I said, mate, I've got, um, I've got a removalist coming to my house tomorrow to move my stuff back to the Gold Coast. So no. Oh, did you ever find out what the job no was? No, never asked. No, I never, never asked. Nah. I was just, my man, I was angry. You're I was done. Yeah, I was done. I was yeah. done with radio. I was like, you know what? Screw this company. I've worked for you for seven years and this is it. Yeah. I was just furious. Um, so yeah, basically I said, no. And he said, well, what are you going to do? I said, no idea. No fucking idea. Uh, and then we went back to the Gold Coast. Yeah, right. And I went back to being a casual at CFM. Um, for SEA. For SEA, yeah. SCA, I mean, yeah. I tell you what, Andrew Very and Trent Townsend on the Gold Coast, like they are the, the greatest, the, well, just the whole station in general were just so good to me. As soon as I got back, I, you know, they knew what happened. They said, look, we've, we'll put you on, you know, as many casual shifts as we can get you on. So, so they back. looked after you. So, oh, so, so well. So they, they looked after me great. Like I went, but mate, such an ego fucking kick to the guts because I'd gone from, you know, I, I went basically back to the Gold Coast with my tail between my legs and I even did a mid, midnight till 6am shift. Anything just to pay the bill because I had a mortgage yeah. on the Gold Coast. It was being rented out, but, you know, we still had to fill and some of the anything money. Anything from Craig Bruce since that day? No, nothing. That, so the, the last from, time you ever spoke to him was in the... the last time we ever spoke. Was yeah. in, the, in the kitchen. Yeah, last time we ever spoke was in, the, was in that kitchen. And, and that as a it. little bit of... Uh, did refuse to listen to the Game Changers No, podcast. mate, I love the Game Changers <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. I must admit, when it first came out, I was like, I'm not fucking listening to that. You're not yeah. fucking yeah. helping you out like listening to that. <laughs> but, mate, I love it. I think it's a great podcast. So yeah. I absolutely love that podcast. Um, I had a similar run in with Craig Bruce mm. uh, when I worked here at Triple M in uh, Melbourne. Uh, Triple M were going a bit younger. They were playing MGMT and that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and I was doing afternoons and uh, he was in town one day and I he came into the studio and he's like, I was 23, I think, 23, 24 and doing days on Triple M. And I said, mate, I'd love to be doing, you know, I want to get onto the hit side of things. I guess it wasn't even called hit back then, but mm. you know, ideally I'd love to do the night show, you know, something like that, you know, go and do the night show. And he's like, all right, we'll send me some audio. And you know, I don't know. I'll send him bits of pieces. And he goes, yeah, you know what? I only ever see you as a, a, a time and temp type anchor. <laughs> he said, I'm, he, he said, and he said it in the email. He's like, I'll, so he's like, I, I will never, I, I just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll never see you any other way. Yeah. And I was like, 
You're not even giving me a chance to prove. Oh. Like, I haven't even tried to do that yet. Brutal, mate. But actually, I give him his due. I've listened to some of the later yes. podcasts, and he's actually come out and said that, you know, he actually looks back on some of the things he said and did as possibly not right. And I think, yeah. that, you know, I actually listened to his chat with Matty Acton, and I know him and Matty had a bit of a, and they speak about it on the podcast, yeah. they had a bit, a bit of a, you know, bashing of heads when it came to Matty leaving CFM on the Gold Coast and going to Hughie and Kate. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he said, you know, I wish I handled a lot of things better and blah, blah, blah. So I really have no animosity towards the guy at all. I did at the time, and I did for a long time afterwards. Yeah. Um, I channeled it into, and this is only a small <coughs> thing in my radio um, timeline. Yeah. Wasn't a, I wouldn't say it was a massive thing, but I used it at the time as motivation. I was like, oh, well, you know what? Yeah, see, that's great. You know what? I said, no. Uh, this, this is one person's opinion. Yeah. yeah. You're the head of the entire network. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> so I, that, I didn't. I didn't. I went, well, fuck it. I'm not doing radio anymore. And I was like, nah, I'm using this as motivation yeah, and I'm yeah. going to do what I can to prove you wrong. Like give a give a guy a chance. Yeah. And, you know, not that I've got to any lofty heights or anything like that, but yeah. I'm happy with where I'm at and the progression I've made. And, yeah, totally. And I feel within myself, and I don't really care what anyone else thinks, I feel within myself I've proven him wrong. Yeah. And that's all I need. I feel like I, you know, I do a good quality show where I'm at. I feel like it is. I feel I've got enough people outside of that telling me otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. um, Who are there to encourage and go, you know what? Yeah, you need to work on, everyone needs to work on some stuff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But you can you can get there more than more so than anyone else. Mate, not everyone's going to like what you do. No, nah. like I mean, if I taken the if I if I just if I decided to stop radio at the first time someone said I was shit, I would have stopped back in Lismore when that guy sent me that email saying, you know, you sound like a robot. One hundred percent, man. So um, that's the thing, and that's for anyone. <clears throat> sometimes I forget who listens to this podcast, and I yeah. think. There's people that listen to this and they listen to it and they take stuff out of it. Mm. That's a massive one. Don't Mm. let one person. No. And they're, because radio is so, it's so uh, subjective, isn't it? It's like a a, a song. Yeah. You know, I might like the song, you don't like the song. So don't let someone say you can't do it if you believe that you can. Well, it's funny you say it because I was actually, I was interviewing Ed Sheeran once and I said to him, oh, did you, did you have a plan B? And he goes... Nah, he goes, because basically the way I saw it was in a world of however many billion people there is, some people are going to like my music. Yeah. So, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll play for them and the other people that don't like it, they don't like it. Yeah. So, and that's what you do. You send out to you air check to, you know, a whole range of different PDs and someone will say, you know, you sound shit. Whereas someone might say, you know, I can hear your potential and let's work with it. So. They're the people you need to align yourself with. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. If, if so, that's why I never send another air check to Nova. What's yeah. the point? They said no. So I'll go to the people like DB um, who are willing to help me progress and make, make me sound better, um, which is what I did. So I enculled the list of PDs that I was sending stuff you, to. You also don't want those people that are just blowing smoke up your ass. No, so no, like, absolutely. Like, well, no one ever blows up smoke <laughs> up your ass in radio <laughs> unless you're, you know, okay, well, unless you're really good, unless you're Hamish and Andy, no yes. one's blowing smoke up your ass. Well, really. radio is one of those funny industries where you'd probably walk into a studio and that's literally happening for a piece of content on the air. Someone is getting... Although I tell you what, Kate Langbrook and, <laughs> yeah. and, and Hughesy have done wonders for my, um, uh, not my ego, but, you know, my confidence. Right. Um, but that's what it's about. It's not about the ego. It's about giving you the confidence to go, you know, you were good at what you do. Yeah. And Well, you- my confidence was shot to shit, mate. And yeah. I, went, I went and worked for the council for, for a year. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, it, 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 it did and it didn't. Like, it was good to get back into a nine to five where at the end of the day, you know. Get out of the bubble. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, and, and remember what, although... The bubble, you go from one bubble to another because council's not really real life either because, right. you know, I was getting paid a really good wage to handle their social media for them. 
And literally, it was the cruisiest gig I've ever had. Yeah, um, right. Until one day, Matty Acton decided to ring me and ruin it all. Well, how? <laughs> he rang me and said, do you want to get back into radio? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> were so, you mates with him from the Gold Coast? Yeah, right? so Matty and I have known each other for a long, long time. So he was right. doing um, the hit list um, yeah. before Southern Cross of Stereo became Southern Cross of Stereo. I was doing the casual thing and he was doing nights, um, you know, uh, and that's how we met. So we'd known each other for a long, long time. And he obviously knew of what happened to me in Adelaide and um, he was great. As soon as I got made redundant, he and uh, my old PD from CFM, um, Brad McNabb, um, those guys were just ringing me all the time. How are you going? You know, trying to help me find a job. Bags as well. I know I've known Bags for a long time, Simon Bags. Have you been invited to the wedding? No, not, uh, not that good of friends, okay. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, no, neither have I. Oh, right. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, no, so I've, no, I've known Bags because he was doing breakfast um, on the Gold Coast when I was there. So we, I've known him for a long time. One so of the great guys as well, Bags. Brilliant guy. Really nice dude. Matty Acton, I've only crossed paths with uh, like one time. Kind of uh, like I am here today when I was in Brisbane, I was doing the show from out of there. And, yeah. Uh, cross paths very briefly, but I'm guessing he was leaving Husey and Kate at this time. Well, yeah. So this is, yeah. So basically exactly right. So he was anchoring. So he'd left the Gold Coast, went to Husey and Kate and, um, and then he gave me a phone call one day. Uh, I was at council and it was Matty. He's like, Hey mate, just quickly want to call and see what your interest is in possibly coming um, back into radio. He said, I can't tell you what the job is right now, but I just wanted to suss out your interest. And I'm one of these people who will say, I, I never say no to anything. Um, I'll always hear, I want to hear about it first, uh, apart from Craig Bruce's job offer. <laughs> I, I always will say, look, I, yeah, I'm interested. I wonder what that was from Craig Bruce that day. Oh, I wonder mate, what that probably, job was. It was probably an ACD of some somewhere. small country town yeah, somewhere, which yeah. is, you know, I mean, I possibly would have maybe thought about taking, but right. um, I was just too angry and stupid to to listen. But anyway, so yeah, so Matty called me and um, and said, you know, would you be interested? So I was like, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be interested. Uh, and then, uh, so then I got a call from the ACD at Kiss in Sydney, um, who said to me, you know, this is the job, basically it's anchoring Husey and Kate, um, uh, in Melbourne. And I was like, holy shit. And then he told me, um, how much he was paying. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, called my wife. She's like, yeah, we've got to do this. I was like, and I still felt like I had unfinished business with radio. I did. I, I didn't leave on my terms. I was kicked out. Basically, it's a big jump going from council to I know. anchoring the Husey Fuck and Kate. Mate, show. tell me about it. Um, but, my first question was, do you use Maestro or Next Gen? <laughs> and he said Next Gen. I was like, right, great. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, but I didn't. It wasn't. They weren't offering me the job. They were saying, do you want to at least you want to trial for the job? Because yeah. you know what, Husey and Kate are like. They don't. They don't just give given an anchor. They have to, you know, meet the anchor. Uh, and now you that know. you mention, I, I do remember being flown to Melbourne, and we did a couple of. Practice breaks yeah. after one of the shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's exactly what happened with me. They flew me to Melbourne. Um, that's nervous when you go in, isn't it? Because oh, their, their show's been on for so long. And <clears> I lived in Melbourne before I lived uh, back in Sydney. So I'd always listen to Hughes and Kate. And all of a sudden, at the age of, I think I was 26, yeah. I'm walking into the Hughes and Kate show <clears> and there's a potential chance that I'm going to be part of the show. Yeah. And you're just thinking, like, I don't think I got any sleep the night before. No, well, they, yeah, see, they, well, they flew me down. And I'd, I'd never really... I I hadn't heard much of the show because I lived on the Gold Coast at the time. Their show, there was no station for ARN on the Gold Coast. They were, it was went to Brisbane. So I hadn't really heard much of the show. I obviously knew a lot about Husey because I'd watched the project and, and that sort of stuff. And, and I, I, knew, I knew of Kate and I obviously podcasted a lot of their show once I found out about it. 
Um, so I, I got flown to Melbourne, first of all, just to meet them, just to, you know, we had a breakfast together. So I met Sash and, uh, and Husey and Kate and they walked in and we, it was, it was a, it, Husey straight up, you know, it was just like, mate, we're not looking for a third voice. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we're not looking for someone to, you know, we, we just need someone who's going to come in and, you know, and anchor the show. And, um, you know, we, just so you know, we're not looking for that third voice. I guess they need to put that out there. Oh, hundred percent. They, they, they're so, they're, they're, if one thing they are, it's honest and yeah. they're going to tell you, this is what we need. If it's not, you go, don't worry about it. And for me, I, I, because I loved so much that Aunt Bex show where I was on the show, but not on the show. I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had the pressure of having to come up with the content every single day and have killer content every day, come up with outs or, you know, this sort of stuff. Uh, and I thought, you know what, I can possibly do what I did with Aunt Bex, join the show as that silent person and maybe just chime in with stories or something like that every now and then. Yeah. Um, I hear Husey throw to you from time to time. Yeah. And Kate, and Kate. Mate, they have, when it started out, it was very much, you know, I literally said not a lot, but as they've got more comfortable with me and I've got more comfortable in the seat that I'm in, they do bring me in a lot more. We do, you know, I do have stories and they'll say, great. Husey's like, yeah, you got to bring that on air. And and Kate, you know, Kate's been, Kate is so good for my, as I said, for my, um, confidence yeah. like she says to me because when i first joined them because obviously we went through the process of you know they had trialed i think two other people um and for some reason i got the job which is great uh, and then i moved to melbourne and when i first started with them i think in like in the first month like they were in sydney doing an ob and i was back in melbourne not an ob they were doing the show from sydney and i was in melbourne and just things were going wrong because I still had a bit of nerves and I was like, you know, I still had that in the back of my mind of being made redundant because I was shit at this job the last time I tried it. Uh, and I'd made a few mistakes and, and I think Husey wanted to just not assert his authority, but just let him, let me know that, you know, on this show we expect the best. Yeah. Uh, which is fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and I just, mate, it was, I'd had a, I had a week from hell. I went home to my wife. I was like, fuck this. We're going home. I can't do this job. I can't do nerves it. Nerves are just on it. My edge. nerves are shot, yeah. you know, and, 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 and Kate basically just said to me, Jack, you can do this job. You are so capable. You are so good at what you do. You can, and she tells me, still tells me now, yeah. she'll be like, you know, what, you know, cause I, I'd have a, you know, you were talking to me in podcasts recently about the cough <clears throat> doing that, yes. the nervous tick. I would, I, I would do that all the time. And Kate would just go, something in your throat, Jack? And it's a nerves thing. And right. I would do it all the time. And I do it so much less now. Um, but yeah, there was that first week where I was just like, I, said, I can't do this. this. I cannot do this. What have we done? You're also putting a lot of pressure on yourself because mm. you want it to be as good as they want it to be oh, as well. 100%. It's, it's not like you're over there just kicking back. No, going, oh, no, there's no. another mistake, yeah. whatever. I'd make a fuck up and then I'd think about it all weekend. Uh, me too. All I'd, weekend. Oh, I'd just be like, I could not I could not think of anything else apart from I'd just fuck the show up. Yeah. Because all I wanted to do was be great for them. Yeah. And, and, and they've th worked together so long. They <laughs> oh. can read each other so well. And you're, you come into it new to it. So yep. you're trying to gauge what you, where you fit in with the two. Totally. And also uh, a lot of their mm. segments are very uh, grab heavy, which is great. Yes. Uh, they know the grabs that so they want. So much audio, mate. So, so much, much audio. So much it's, audio. When I first started, I was yeah. terrified. I'm like, what do you mean? There's, and Maddie was, Maddie was so great. Cause he taught me basically, well not taught, I shattered him for a week before he left. Yeah. 
uh, and we do a thing called Letters to the Editor. Yes. Yeah. I was about to bring that segment oh, up. Oh, my God. There's so much yeah. audio. <laughs> I'm like, mate, my entire button bar's filled with audio for one yes. segment. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to fuck this up. And they're listening to it and yeah. they're trying to work out the yeah. bits that they want and you're trying to write down the order that they yeah. want it in. Yeah. Mate, I royally fucked that segment <laughs> oh, one day. Absolutely <laughs> fucked it. And this is – so this is a national drive like they're on now. This is Nova in Melbourne breakfast, but yeah. still yeah. big time. Yeah. And Kate's throwing to the grabs and I'm getting the grabs wrong. Yes. And I'm getting in the wrong order and I'm starting to freak and out. looking at you. And I'm sweating. <laughs> and Kate's like, what's going on? And yeah. she's throwing to the grab and I've got the yeah. – completely wrong. Yeah. And I had a moment where I just froze. And yeah. I was like, I don't know what grabs go where. I've yeah. completely messed this up. Yeah. And, mate, I remember getting off the air and – Kate's lovely, yes. so but you could cut the tension with a knife. Oh, mate, I tell you what, and <laughs> inside, internally, I'm dead. Yeah, I've died. Yeah, that's and it. I'm, I've I'm lost my cold. job, <laughs> and I can't like even. It's bringing back the feeling now. It's talking isn't it? about it, and now that I do my own show, I do my own grabs. It's a lot easier. Yeah, but yeah exactly. When you're trying to work with someone like that, with mm. you know, and, and get it right. Mm. It's terrifying. It, does I, it still happen? No, actually, no, it, it? no. No, I certainly haven't nailed it. <laughs> I'm definitely not still nailing it. But um, the thing is, now when I make mistakes, they just they they kind of make jokes. They, they that's kind of the thing now. Kate calls me um, Butterfingers. Oh, you've got a shirt, got a t-shirt that they made for me. Uh, but Kate calls me Butterfingers and and has a bit of a joke about it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen. A lot because if it happened a lot, then it wouldn't be a joke. Um, but yeah. you know, Kate, Kate and you know, let's use more Kate, and she'll she'll admit to this as well. She'll just randomly throw to things because I think she just thinks I have it there all the time, and I she'll still, just sort of point and I, just go, and she'll be pointing, and I'll be, and Husey will jump in, and go, "Why are you pointing for? He doesn't know what you want." <laughs> like, I heard Husey do it too the other day. Oh though. yeah, they like, both do it. Sad music. Where's the sad yeah, yeah, music? Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. like, oh, like, well, it's not that simple. <laughs> I don't have everything just at my, and it's like because in the past, I think I've shot myself in the foot because they'll mention a song and I've quickly found it and yeah. play a grab and they're like, oh well they just think I must have it there so even yesterday on the show um, we got Ed Cavalier filling at the moment for Kate and they threw to a song and, and he's like oh can you can you find that song Jack and then I'm so I'm like desperately trying to find the song and then not just find the song but then turn it into a hook and get it on the button bar and play it yeah. and then they just give me shit so I was like oh well that was painful trying to get that does so, Ed Cavalier ever say anything to you about because he was one of the anchors of the show he, he, was, was. he was heavily involved in that show, though. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't when he came in. He wasn't just a no, no. He's, he, no, he was like a full, full on, and so he should be a very funny, talented guy. They never changed the name of the show, though. It was still Husey and Kate, or did they say with Ed Cavalier? Husey Kate, Ed. I don't Maybe know. They did. I'm I, not sure. Yeah, it's going back. I took over from Ed Cavalier. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so I came into the show probably on the other scale where I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be talking. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think basically Husey and Kate have worked out that the fact is it's better with just the two voices. Yeah. Three makes can make it confusing uh, and they work so well together they, they've been together so long they don't need anyone else they have obviously they're always bringing in like Husey is always asking the producers like what's going on in their life and you yeah. know try and get content out of us you know if any of us bring up a story he's like save it save it save it bring it on to us on air you know they're very giving about bringing other people in into the bringing the people into the show but they know they don't need a third permanent voice yeah that's what I found as well when I was uh, planting the seeds to yeah. get some stuff <laughs> to get content on uh, on the air yeah, I was yeah. like well I know I can't sit in the meeting and go 
hey, guys, what do you think of this? And put it up. It was like I would have to tell Husey in passing. Yeah, story. Go, oh, Husey, you won't yeah. believe this, yeah. man. Knowing full well this is going to end up on the show. Yeah, yeah. Boom, I'm on the air. Yeah, so yeah. that's kind of how yeah, I yeah. went about it. Yeah, I mean, when mm. I first started with the guys, like I was so I, – I never wanted to because I, I know I was sort of told, look, if you're talking too much I – mean, I think Maddie told me, look, if you're talking too much, you will be told. Yeah. And I was like, I never want to be told that I'm talking too much. So I was terrified to say anything bar the phone number and that sort of stuff. And then eventually as I got more comfortable, um, you know, I will occasionally I'll chime in um, if they're having a, a conversation or something like that. I, I, but I know where the line is. Yeah. Uh, and I will, I, I'm conscious not to overstep uh, and try and ingratiate myself too much. But I will, you know, if I think... I can, you know, I can add something or, you know, my, my job to add to, when I'm adding stuff for me, it's more, can I find something in the system that I can play or, you know, can, is there something I can audio wise, I can bring to the show while they're chatting um, that can add to this. Do you think Matty Acton struggled with that? Yeah, absolutely. In the and, end? and I think he, he, he would admit that he struggled with that yeah. because he'd been doing shows where he was on the show the whole time. That's what he wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, he'd had enough on the Gold Coast and uh, he speaks about this uh, with Craig Bruce on that, on Craig's podcast, um, that he'd had enough on the Gold Coast because it wasn't, you know, there was just, it was just, sh- things were going not how he wanted and, and it was just not working for him. So he chose to go to Husey and Kate, but I, I, he always wanted to have his own show and, and do his own thing. And now he's obviously a, a B105, uh, hit 105 and, and killing it. Yeah. You know, they're doing really, really well. It's not a bad little profile booster for you, though, to be on the National Drive show oh, with Husey and Kate. Great to have on your resume. Yeah. Absolutely. And you, I, I have learned more in radio in the last two and a half, nearly three years yeah. with Husey and Kate than I ever have. Yeah. Um, because they are just like, I, I mean, I, I'm sitting with Kate and writing sketches together, uh, you know, watching Husey. Um, Husey has got such, I mean, they both have got brilliant radio brains, but I think people just think, I mean, obviously Kate's, you know, focus is really radio. She doesn't do a lot of TV, um, but obviously Husey does his stand up and, and, and TV and stuff. And I think people just see, can see Husey's eye as a comedian, but yeah. the dude has got such a, an amazing radio brain. Um, I'd agree with know. that, especially turning in uh, just the smallest something into a great piece of content. Yeah, but, got- I mean, mate, we fill a board for the for the drive show in the afternoon like that. Yeah, they come in like because obviously the producers uh, we're all sitting around um, getting content all day, but then the guys will come in and Kate's got you know three story ideas. She's seen something on TV. She's always messaging through ideas and, and stuff. And then Husey will come in and he's got a phone number from someone he met in the street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, or, or someone he met on the plane and we feel a board in like, you know, no time at all. Like literally it's so quick. When you get to that level though, and everyone knows who they are, content just comes their way. Oh, you mate. know, like Husey will get, find himself in an awkward p- position being Husey. Yeah. And then it's, you know, it, it's like, it just, all breeds into itself. We it's, have it's we have the best problem you ever want to have. Yeah. We always have too much content. Yeah, we always try, and we even get to the end of the show. We're like Jesus Christ, we've we've filled in, we've mm. f- packed in so much content into this mm. show. Um, so but it's it's a great problem to have. And those guys have just got they just they just know how how it's done, and they're just amazing to and, watch. And how are you going with Kate in Bologna? It's been fine. Yeah, it's been mate. It's been so easy. Um, the line sounds amazing. Yeah, I mean, we had Husey in. I don't know. I think he was in Wollongong the other day, and the line to him was worse than the line to Bologna. Yeah. Um, and of course, and again, the guys are so used because Husey travels a lot with the comedy. They're so used to doing it down the line with each other that you know, do, Kate being in Bologna has uh, been not an issue at all. It's that, been great. That was a great uh, prank where she. 
Oh, walked. Th- yeah, turned up. Back into the studio. Yeah, that was funny. That was yeah. a, a few days of planning. Kate was supposed to be in Italy, but she was in a studio down here in Melbourne and he had no idea she was here for the week. Yeah, I love that. And and uh, what I will say, it, it gone are the days by the look of it where the anchor would be made to stay back while the other guys get to go to Bologna. Well, Italy. the funny thing was I was being made to stay back. Because you got to go, my friend. I did. And you were But there. I almost didn't go. Right. Because the, the initial thing was I wasn't going and yeah. I was staying here. And then Husey and Kate found out I wasn't going. Uh, they brought it on air. Why is Jack not coming with us? This is ridiculous. Well, that's good. Yeah, oh, mate, they are so great. Yeah. They're so giving and so loyal. Mm. That's the other thing, because we were together at Kiss, and then they moved to SCA, and they brought the entire team with them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, they just said, nah, you need to be there with us. So I went over for a week, which was great. Yeah, look, I uh, for me, 2012 was when I worked with them, which is, what, seven years ago, and yeah. I still... You know, I'll message Hughesy every now and then, Kate every now and then. So yeah. it's like, yeah, you're right. Once you, I feel like once you've been in that fold, you're kind of forever in that fold in a way. You can always just kind of, because there's other people that I've worked with over the years that I just don't even hear or speak to at all. Yeah. But whenever I catch up with Kate, it's like, oh, how yeah. are you? you know, yeah. you're oh, so I mean, excited she, to see she's you. She's the and, loveliest human being yeah. on the planet. Yeah. She's just... Honestly, just like she's always asking me, you know, she'll message, oh, how's your daughter going and blah, yeah. blah, and, you know, she's, she's just great. She's the nicest human being. Outside of, because you mentioned, uh, you've mentioned Husey, Kate, Sash, yourself. Yeah. Who else on the team? So we've got Darcy, um, yeah. one of our senior producers. Uh, we've also got, um, uh, we've got Tim, who's our oh, audio is, guy. This is a test for the yeah, name I guy. Know. I'm so, I, just, it, I don't know why I forget. Carly is also one of our producers. Doesn't even Carly know Humby. the names of I the do. people on his I own do. team, this guy. I do. I don't know what's it's early. Carly, you got me in early as well, mate. Carly so, Humby. Carly yeah. Humby. So Carly is part of our producing team. Yeah, I've known Carly for a very long time. She's great. Yeah, and there's Tim who does audio, and then we've also got uh, Casey, who's our digital whiz, who does all the videos, and he's actually helping me on my TV show project as well. Yes, um, I saw that. Please so, rewind. Please rewind. Yeah, yeah. Please a, rewind. Yeah, web series coming out. How's that going? Great. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, as you know, working on on the show that I work on. Like I do, I do search for a lot of content. I, I write sketches for the guys, but it, at the end of the day, it's their show and they creatively will do what they want to do. Um, so I still need a creative outlet myself just to, cause you know, I might, I, I write sketches and I'll bring them to them and they go, Oh yeah, love it, love it, love it. But some, a lot of times it will get pushed aside for other content, which yeah, of course. is, you know, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, so I just need something else. So I, I wrote a, a web series and, uh, I'm shooting that on the weekends when I'm not doing radio. And for anyone that hasn't seen it, it's set in a in an old Set in a video, video store, mm. uh, which is just around the corner from my house. And then the story basically follows um, two blokes running a video store in 2019 that has no members, um, <laughs> which is ridiculous because the store we're shooting at has so many members and we have to stop shooting because people are putting bu- videos through the, the slot. <laughs> people are still going there. Mate, it yeah. is the, mo- it's the busiest video store Ever. Well, it's the only video well, store. Well, yeah, basically. It's pretty much the only <laughs> video store. Uh, yeah, so we're shooting that at the moment. And, you got um, Bex involved in that. Yeah, also. so Bex is acting in that for yeah. me. Uh, he's one of the main characters because mm. uh, he, uh, for those who don't know, is part of one of, uh, I, mean, I think it's the UK's or maybe more than the UK, but the most successful beer ad campaign ever. Um, I have the, seen him on that. Fosters yeah, I've seen him on that. The oh, they're playing in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's, he's big over in the UK. He's yeah, in right. posters everywhere and all the rest of it. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, so he's the one of the main characters in it. So, yeah. And so what are you Ed hoping? Hughes is in it as well. Yeah, I saw he did an yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. What, what are you hoping to get out of that? Is that something, <clears throat> when did all that come about for you where you went, you know what, maybe I'm into writing a little sitcom? Well, I've always doing... wanted to write something 
Um, but I've just, I always, I always had this idea to write a sitcom about radio, but, and I, I was actually, I spoke to Kate about it once and she's like, you know, I said, why has no one ever written a sitcom? Cause I worked in that triple set FM in Lismore. It was a sitcom waiting to write. Yeah. And I was like, I've got to write this sitcom. And Kate was like, it's very in. Um, is it though? Well, I don't know because I've, I've, I've had this idea for years and a I was lot like, of people listen to radio. Yeah, um, it is. It, so, but then, but then you get, you got the problem. You could be compared to, um, Alan Partridge, okay. you know, trying to take off Alan Partridge and that's, have you seen Alan Partridge? I haven't. No, mate, what are you doing? What's, what is he got something based on oh, a radio thing? Mate, or? Alan, trust me. I know the name. Have you got Stan? Yeah, you got Stan. All right. Alan Partridge. Just, Just search Alan Partridge, start at season one and thank me later. How old? Uh, How old? It's an old comedy. Uh, not, not, no, no, not old, old. It's not old, old, but it's a guy who works in a country radio station. Okay. Mate, trust me. Alan All right. Part- if everyone listening to this has not watched Alan Partridge, get on it. It's okay. hilarious. You know the other thing I need to watch? Howard Stern's Private Parts. Oh, you haven't watched that. No, well, I can't. And you fi- work in radio. I can't find it. I can't find it anywhere. Where, Man, I think I've got it on DVD. Can you somewhere. get it from that video shop yeah, that you go yeah, to, yeah, please? It's probably there. No, if you've got it on, I don't even have a DVD player anymore. No, no, mate, you've got to get onto that because that, again, that's another brilliant. No, I want to brilliant movie because I mean Howard Stern and, oh, and, mate, and radio, he's but the king. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm keen. I just don't know where to find it these days. Yeah, well, so, mate, you've got to get onto that. So, um, but yeah, so I, I walked past a, a video store one day, and I actually my first idea because Casey and I, because Casey loves doing video and I love writing sketches and stuff. So he's like, oh, let's, we should do some bits and pieces. And I walked past this video store and I thought, fuck, that'd make a great little, um, like a documentary even. And then I thought, hold on a second. And then I had this idea. I wonder what it's like. Do people even go there? And then I came up with this idea, wrote it. Uh, we filmed a pilot and then I was like, ah, I tried to shop it around because I thought, oh, someone will buy this, but no one reads scripts unless you, you know, name's Husey or Kate or, you know, you've got a name that no one's interested. So I was like, oh, screw it. We'll just make it ourselves. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing. And so, and, and the idea is I'd love to, to sell it to like a, cause there's a show called Rostered On that, that started in Melbourne, has a similar backstory to what we're doing. Like, you know, scrabble together cash and, and just sort of put it together themselves. And they got bought by Netflix um, and channel seven. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the old, I mean, that would be the dream. Mate, it's not out of the question. That would be the dream. It Netflix, is... if you're listening, it's coming out soon. Keep yes. your eye out for it. And Netflix. Get your checkbook ready. Netflix, do listen to the Radio Randomly podcast. Right. This is the this perfect is, place. Ideal. Well, I love Netflix and I love everything they're about. <laughs> so, uh, Netflix, get on board, Netflix. If anyone knows anyone from Netflix, or Stan. Or Stan look, I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look, I'm not sure. Anyone. It, seriously, Gem, Seven Night. Midnight on seven, the SBS. Mate, ABC. Boot that dodgy adult film that's not quite an <laughs> yeah. adult film. From anyone. SBS and put the guys on. Absolutely. Anyone in TV who's listening to it right now and want a show, Hughes is in it. So, you know, he gave up his day for to be in it. So Yeah. And he that, and that's it goes back to what you said about very generous with their oh, time as well. If yeah. They can help you mate, out, so. he, literally, as soon as I told him about it, he's like, oh, let me know if I can get involved. And I literally, I don't know if he was expecting me to say, mate, yeah. do you want to get involved? But I did. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So he came down and, and nailed it. So, so okay. So, we, I mean, we've talked, this has been one of my favorite podcasts to record. Mate, by we've the been way. banging on for ages here. I, I hope we haven't bored the shit out of people. No, no, it's been all, it's been all gold if you ask me. Mm. Uh, so you've gone through the shit. Mm. You've gone through a lot of shit to to get to this point now. Yeah, uh, you're you're happy. Yeah, yeah, P- yeah. But pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I don't think I'll ever be happy. Happy, <laughs> like as in <laughs> in my career wise. Right. Like Husey says, it doesn't matter where you are in your career, you still never be happy. Never still be happy. Ha- well, I because at the moment, like I'm very happy working with Husey and Kate. I love my job. Um, it's great fun, you know. Um, but at the same token, I'm still under the umbrella of if they decide to quit, 
What are you going to do? Where am I going to go? What yeah. am I going to do? I'm basically at the whim of what they yeah. want to do because yeah. um, it's their show. So if they decide they don't want to do it anymore, I'm, what do I do? Um, so which is another reason why I think I you know, thought about this TV idea because I'm like, well, I need to have a backup because I've got no fucking backup. I've been in that position before where I had no backup and nothing to fall on and I don't want to be in that position again. So I'm taking the opportunity now to try and come up with something that should the guys decide, you know, if they decide they want to be on air for the next 10 years, I'll stay with them for the next 10 years. Oh, that's great. Because, you know, I'm earning good money. You're I'm, in a great I, city. I'm in a great city. You know, my wife and I are happy, you know, so why would I give it up? You know, it's, it's a fun job. We genuinely have a laugh in the afternoons. Um, you know, I, I've gone past that part. I, I used to want to be the superstar and have the shift and, 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 you know, be in the spotlight and, and all that sort of stuff. But my priorities have changed since getting married and having a baby and that sort of stuff. Whereas yeah. I just want to make sure that I can provide for my family. Yeah. And look, and sometimes it's not always about being the, the superstar or wanting the limelight. It's just wanting that, you know, that, that thing you set out to do, or like you said before, the creative you know, yeah, it's this. It's I just I still need that creative outlet, and that's why I'm doing the writing. Yeah. And, this, and I so I, and I also do writing for like uh, Kid Spot and Ten Daily, and so I write articles and stuff like yeah. that, which is fun, and I enjoy writing articles. So I've still got that other creative outlet, and this show allows me to do that um, because it just runs like such a well-oiled machine. Yeah. It allows me some extra time to to do other stuff. So, but it is true what they say: once you have kids, it changes your whole. Oh, mate, 100%. I just want to make sure that I can, you know, um, buy stuff for my kid and, you know, yeah. I'm feeding my kid. And we've, we've got a house on the Gold Coast. My, we've, this job allowed me to buy my wife's dream house that she can't live in. Yeah. Um, but someone else is living in. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've got a mortgage. You know, I've got a rent to pay. I've got, you know, a kid and I've got a wife and, and that sort of stuff. So I just need to make sure that I can provide for them and, and make sure that I'm doing the right thing. You know, my wife does work. Um, but you know, the, I'm old school and I'm like, you know, I'm going to do oh, it. I have to provide. I'm I am to... man. I must go hunt. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So, and this job allows me to do that. So as long as Susie and Kate will keep going, guys, if you're listening, keep going <laughs> forever. When, when do you, when do you know? When, how, how do you oh, find this, out? That's the other stressful thing. You yeah. never, you never know. No. You're, the, you're the last to find out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like when Susie and Kate decided to, that they were leaving, um, kiss and going to SDA. Yeah. I got a phone call on the weekend. I'd only been with the guys less than a year and, and Husey, and my phone started ringing. It was Husey. I'm like, that's weird. Husey doesn't call me on the oh. weekends. What's going on? And like, Hey mate, I uh, just want to let you know we've signed with SCA. We're leaving kiss. I'm like, Oh, it's <laughs> happening again. It's all happening again. But guess what? Oh, and he's like, Oh, but we'd really like you to come with us. And I'm like, I'm contracted for two years. Oh, how'd you get out of that? Well, the funny thing was, I didn't know I could get out of it until the um, assistant content director came up to me one day and was like, oh, we just want to, you know, we just want to check to make sure you're happy because obviously, you know, there's a chance that we think you obviously could leave with Husey and Kate if you want to. And I'm like, "Mm, can I? I didn't know I could. Did you field any offers to see what they had for you if you oh, stayed? Look, they did. Off, they they had, didn't tell me what they were going to give me. I was talking to DB a lot, who's been fantastic, and I really, you know, DB's been great. Uh, and he did say, "Look, mate, we've got a job for you here. You know, we we don't want you. We, you know, we don't. We don't if you if you want to stay, we want you to stay." Uh, and they had the new guys coming in, uh, and I, I heard the job would probably be on that show, but it was even less. I think it was even less. It was just pushing the buttons, not talking at all. And I'm like. Uh, I don't think I can go that far backwards. I still like having a bit of a voice on air. I like saying 13, yeah, 10, yeah, 60. I like saying the number and stuff. Yeah, I like saying it's cheesy and Kate for the drive home. Um, and I think it was, and it was kind of that thing, better the devil you know as well. I was yeah. like, you know, I've worked with these guys now for a year. I think I, feel, I built up a little bit of a, a trust with them and, and that sort of stuff. So, um, 
basically, yeah, I was chatting with Gemma on the phone and she's like, we'd love you to come over and, you know, it all worked out. And How I came good. Across, yeah, so. Well, mate. And I'm here and I'm staying here for as long as I can. As long as they are staying here. Yeah, I'll hold on to the doors and they'll have to drag <laughs> me out. Well, I'm a massive fan of the show and it's been fun doing this podcast with you because for anyone that just hears you say, it's Susie and Kate 131060. Yeah. They needed to know more about you. I can't you. actually spring a, string a yeah. sentence together. I might not remember your name, <laughs> but I can string a sentence together sometimes. Mate, it's been a fascinating chat. I had no idea about all that Adelaide stuff yeah. and, and, a, and a lot of the stuff, but I guess we all therapy for me. Has Thanks, Gordy. It has been therapy. I've finally been able to get it out of myself and it's like I've been lying on a black couch here talking to my therapist. So, Jack. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for being on the podcast. Mate, man. appreciate it. It's been fun. Fascinating stuff. The Radio Randomly Podcast. Hosted by Gondi, Chatting randomly to radio people about radio.